At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric, I'm Mark. And uh, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, good sir? (laughs) Good, good. I'm doing very good. Uh, Christian, how are you? I'm doing all right. Oh, yeah. Christian is on this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah he made it in. Yeah, last time. Case, I, right? did, I just right. wanted to jump into it so, you know, we ripped the band-aid off. He's Get here. it out of the way. He's with us. I feel like he would just slip out of a shadow. You know, <laughs> I couldn't see anything there, and then, bam, all of a sudden. It's because I never leave. Christian. <laughs> when he's needed. Yeah. Uh, and then also joining us today, someone, I feel like it's been a while yeah, yeah. since we've had you on, but Paul, welcome back. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huge fan. Always want to be back. We're a huge fan of you, believe it or not. Um, really? Yeah, just even the other day, uh, I was rummaging around in your office at work, and you had some of your miniatures out there, so I snapped a bunch of pictures. We, I posted them on the Discord. People love your stuff. They love you. Whoa. So we're what, a fan of you. What minis are those? What are you working on? Well, Eric, if you join our Discord, which incidentally <laughs> is our next point, those you pictures too are will be able to see those pictures of his army. And I they can are show 10 you out of those 10. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> what are you working on? Those um, those guys I'm working on, they're kind of a um, – I really was inspired by these um, – oh, it wasn't Forge World, but it was um, Kill Team. There was a bunch of Kill Team. Um, uh, kill Team. Shoot. We're getting there. my mind. Well, it's they... coming. Kill Team Rogue Traders. Okay, yeah. So I wanted to make a Rogue Trader army because I just, you know, I, it's the Imperium. <laughs> I was really inspired by the Rogue Traders, so I made, like, this very nautical, kind of deep, uh, like, deep galactic, you know, far reaches army. And it's... Okay. It's every also... model, every model is converted. Not a single model isn't. And it's beautiful. Like, you have some that of sounds these, like, like Paul, old sure. school, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I... scuba diver round helmets with, like, the barred face Oh, like grill. Big Daddy. Kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like Bioshock. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of that kind of vibe. It's so cool. That's a cool one. Yeah. Um, there's a guy in our Discord who has the cra- the crustacean tyranids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You gotta face mm. the deep <laughs> yeah. space... Aeronautica, whatever models versus the crabs from space. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a very a uh, underwater bottle. Underwater bottle. Underwater. Oh, what did I say? I yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's I've been at it for six months, and uh, so I just wanted to build this army and just uh, let it soar into the into the stars. <laughs> Well, Perfect. it sounds like I will have to join. What were you saying, Mark? Joining a Discord? Join our Discord server. It's just oh. a little chat platform. Download the app. You can come hang out with us. We're on the voice chat. We have a bunch of different channels that you can post in. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's yes, a, just another way to, well, I guess probably the best way. It to, is the best way to talk to us. To now. hang out with yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but another way kind of to support us as well is through our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Come join our Patreon. Okay, this is going to be a long episode. We got like seven pages of notes or something. So if you're enjoying what you're listening to, don't forget to support us on Patreon so right. we can continue to do this. Put your money where your Ears. time is. <laughs> yeah. Almost any of your appendages, you know. Put your Give money us there. your appendages. That's right. <laughs> Let us borrow them. Yeah. And then... Massage them. Yeah. yeah. Give us money for it. Yeah. It's a service. Anyways. <laughs> Um, not sexual. A brothel? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how. Like, it's Join the Lorehammer brothel. <laughs> Join Lorehammer's chatterbait. Go, um, go there. And one of the cool things that's actually happening on our necro or our, our Discord right now is uh, we dub it Necromunity, and it's been going on for a little more than a year at this point. Yeah. And uh, someone in our Discord, his name is Only One Bob, and it was kind of his vision with Matt to. Um, do our own version of Necromunda. So build a planet from ground up and build everything, everything, you know, all the way from the geography of the planet to its solar cycle to the history of the planet, what's happening now, what aliens are on it. So it's crazy. But right now, I think we just finalized the cities. Yeah, yeah. They that are on there. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a group effort where everyone is encouraged to participate with their own ideas. Yeah, for it, um, we submit you know our own plants, our own animals. We built a city together. Yeah, yeah. I think the last episode was that even. Yeah, we we, that we released it on a bonus episode on here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's just a great way to kind of flex your creative mu- muscles with other people, which is a nice thing. No more talking to people that don't care about listening to you talk about Warhammer. <laughs> to- you can come talk to people that actually want to talk to you about Warhammer. Yeah. So. Those lonely nights telling your cat, you know, the background of your Space Marine <laughs> <Yeah>. Army. <laughs> <laughs> and this Mr. Mittens is Calgar. Meow. Meow. And that is run. Uh, if you have any questions about it, you should just message either Matt or only one Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, and shameless promo for only one Bob, him and another guy on a server, Jono, actually have their own hobby-related podcast that they call the Hobby Happy Hour. Yeah. Um, two very talented artists, creators, Just modelers. a lot of, yeah, great tips. I've seen some of only one Bob's, like, dioramas and just – there's something special about being able to just make – something out of nothing yeah so and you were actually on one of the their episodes yeah, yeah i've been on one um have you no i haven't he's <laughs> well. told me he's gonna get me on and i said yeah at his own detriment you know because <laughs> yeah, yeah. not a particularly great modeler over here so <laughs> yeah so if you can't get enough of us go listen to them on or go listen to me on that one mm-hmm. and then you can listen to everything else they have and then you'll get bored of listening to them or you're listening to all of that they have to offer and then you can come to listen to another podcast that i'm doing uh so this one uh it's just a podcast with me and my girlfriend actually it's called pillow talk with mark and b you and eric are doing another podcast eh? no no my boy no my girlfriend not my boyfriend <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh he needed one I thought podcast I was your for every relationship he was in, <laughs> yeah so. yeah so will there be a pocket with your cat at some point <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, special guests on pillow talk <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, if you guys like listening to me, but your girlfriend hates listening to Lorehammer, listen to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, where you can still listen to me, but your girlfriends can listen to B. So it's the best of both worlds. You can kind of you can kind of trick your partner into listening to me. It'll be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a podcast where we're just kind of hanging out, talking. Like we just we just enjoy talking, so we're just recording. But come join us. Nice. I like hearing you talk. That's why I record you too. <laughs> There's oh, if you're in my Google house, Home appearing in my house, like, <laughs> oh, if you're in my house, you're being recorded. Cool. 
Well, I think that kind of wraps up our intro. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if we ever said what this episode was about. No, I didn't think we did. Well, but, keep them uh, guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the whole episode without talking you about what idiots. Happened. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> break out the very end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, today's episode is all about squats. Squats, aka sapius roundundus, rotundus. Rotundus, yeah, that's <laughs> the squat. That must be like the imperial slur. Yeah, yeah. Rotundus. Rotundus. <laughs> or you high know. gothic. <laughs> I thought yeah, squat's pretty slurful, too. <laughs> that's what I meant. The squat must be the slur. All the slur. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all about squats, which is a really old, introduced ra- human, ab-human race Yeah, um, that they took out a good number of years ago. They kind of just phased it out with some catastrophic event that you'll learn later. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they're, it kind of felt like they were trying to bring them back in a different manner. So <laughs> yeah, we yeah, may like, even yeah. talk about that a little later on. Yeah. Just their kind of resurgence or the people's wish to still have a, a facet of this in the Desire. game. So, yeah. Cool. I think let's just get right in there. Okay. Do not underestimate the squats. They survived for millennia, cut off from the Imperium, and assailed from all sides. Their determination and resilience is an example to all. And this is actually said by Layman Russ, the Space Wolves of the Prime, or the Primarch of the Space Wolves. Wow, pretty cool that's pretty big praise coming from a Primarch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if he was a Primarch at this point. Hard to say. I don't know. Like if this was just so old, this quote, that he was, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Squats are old. It's hard to say when any of this stuff was written and how much of it might still no, be that, true. That's very true. And like, like they're so old. A lot of their publications are just even books that we yeah. may not even consider as canon being accurate anymore. anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, and they canon. were like out in like Rogue Trader and stuff. Yeah. And like back then, Space Marines weren't Space Marines with Primarchs. They were actually Primarchs. So I wonder when this quote was, but hard to say. Cool stuff. Uh, attributed to, oh yeah, uh, the galaxy is filled with all manner of dangerous Xenos, most of which actively want humanity destroyed. Xenophobia in the Imperium is a commonplace, and to even look slightly different than a regular human could be a death sentence. Classic Imperial uh, racism. Yeah. Speciesism? Speciesism? I don't know. If you got <laughs> seven or eight toes, it's just... You go to jail. You, you go right to jail. You go right to jail. There is some... Pointy ears, you go to jail. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> they, there is some room for variation. Um, they have all kinds of different humans that are tolerated. So there, yeah. is a, there is a threshold. Yeah. And where that lies is very... Could be arbitrary. Yeah, humanity isn't only racist. <laughs> They're Gosh. just mostly, mostly racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, abhumans are... Uh, human subspecies, one's descendants of humans, but have over thousands of years evolved due to environmental factors, periods of isolations, and genetic stagnation or instability. The Imperium, the Imperium recognizes 73 stable types of abhumans, although more than two-thirds of them are considered extinct. Even these recognized abhumans are still treated with suspicion and treated as second-class citizens at best. Yeah, I, I like the at best. You know, yeah. At most, yeah. you're the dregs of society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's as good as you could ever hope to be. I wonder what happened to those other extinct ones, too. Accidents. <laughs> Accidents? <laughs> They're very accident-prone, these <laughs> abhumans. It, it can't be any worse than, oh, what's that one race that was coming into contact with another race, and then they just wiped them out the while Tau? claiming to be their friends? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. It, it must be Tau-related, yeah. right? Yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the squats, or Sapanus rundundus, Sapienus, 
Rotundus or one. Sep- I can't tell if you're saying penis or <laughs> the sapinus. Sapien. Rotundus. Or one such abhuman species that evolved, and this is their story. Cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm really excited to get into this. Uh, we're going to talk about their history, their tech, their religion. How they make love. Of course. Yeah. That's and it's not as cool as jizz hands, I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. No, it's not as cool. But still pretty neat. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> We've got some great pictures to go with that. Um, so let's dive into kind of the history of how this abhuman species evolved. Yeah. So I'm going to start uh, with the stellar exodus. Long ago in humanity's past, before the Imperium of Man was even founded, and before the ages of strife and the dark age of technology, early humans realized that in order for the survival of their race, they needed to spread themselves out amongst the stars. Vast colonial ships were built, and millions of humans from all walks of life spread out into the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And this is before faster-than-light travel. This is before warp travel. So these are like generational arcs really yeah. traveling yeah this is like m20 is kind of when human humanity really starts to colonize and right uh so the galactic core was a mostly inhospitable and empty area of space however the planets there had near limitless material deposits many miners industrialists engineers and explorers flocked to these planets and were quick to exploit the newfound wealth um as well as you know nearly all the uh extractable metals that uh, from Terra had been exhausted so they they kind of had no choice but to leave and find other places yeah yeah these planets are qu- kind of cool like uh they're described as like barren and like yeah just since they're in like the galactic core um it's just really neat stuff happens on some of these planets oh yeah high gravity stuff yeah in the center of the even galaxy. the next sentence will Okay. Well, well, I should have read ahead. Uh, These resources included compounds that had been smelted in the furnace of dying stars and also strange substances that had been formed when the galaxy was born and before the laws of physics had stabilized. Yeah. That's that's such a cool idea to think about, you know. Mm-hmm. What now exists that was created before gravity was like considered a constant, or or before light had started shining out? And... The, they squats found out, and they were able to uh, do stuff with them. There's some cool <laughs> stuff that they do with it. Uh, so as more and more was discovered and colonized, the galactic core became one of the most densely populated bastions of humanity. But by no means was making a life here easy. The inhospitable physical characteristics of the world here were generally considered to be quite unlikely places for human colonization and life. The original colonists coming to these worlds were hardy frontier folk. Yeah, this was no walk in the park. Yeah. Or like people, you look at Mars right now and you're like, oh, that's, you know, there's, you can't breathe out there <laughs> and you can't farm out there. Yeah. But I feel like those are pretty small potato problems compared to what these guys were dealing yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we can like, uh, they could bio or what is it when you terraform, 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 terraform and yeah. stuff. So like you, you kind of even talked about generational ships. Like a lot of these plans were like, yeah, they plan for like the next thousand years yeah. where they like might be orbiting this planet on their generational ship while they're terraforming it before they even get the chance to even get slightly a good planet out of it. Man, those arcs must be so cool. Yeah. Or 
really, really shitty. <laughs> you know, they either are like these, I see these like gardens or whatever in them, or they're just like, yep, you pooed your pants. That's <laughs> dinner get for city. someone. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dregs. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, in knowing the Imperium, it probably wasn't that great, I guess. But this was pre-Imperium. That's true, yeah. yeah. So this is probably back when like... everything was still nice. Yeah. <laughs> Could be Wally type. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Ships. That's what I was thinking. Like, just Wally fat people, right? Yeah. You know, just waiting in these generational ships. Owned by corporations. They get more rotundus. <laughs> rotundus. Rotundus. That's where the name comes from. It's confirmed Wally is part of the 40K universe. <laughs> Our ancestors were morbidly obese. I mean, you got to think about it. How many times could humanity have messed up Earth, left, and then come back to rebuild and then yeah. screw it up again <laughs> in, in 40,000 years you know yeah. we could have done that like <laughs> multiple times a lot of times, times. isn't that makes sense. uh with mars too like they terraformed it it was all like yes. green and then it they used built to it be up like and they turned it a yeah. beautiful city yeah or planet, planet. Yeah. yeah the whole and then thing they decimated it again and they like over industrialized yeah. yeah and then it just became a nuclear wasteland <laughs> yeah. it's really says it's a lesson you know <laughs> we learned our lesson yeah. the first 30 times <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Ah. Um, while settlers continued settling and settlements were settled. Of course. <laughs> I could just picture you writing that. <laughs> Giggling. <laughs> I want to make Eric read this. <laughs> uh, many of these new communities found that one of the better ways to survive on these planets uh, were to dig and drill vast underground networks of tunnels. As resources were being mined and removed, construction teams would follow behind the tunnels, carving out large chambers that would be transformed into living quarters, forges, storage, and everything else needed for a thriving society. Yeah. That's kind of um, just using what's available to you, you know? Like, you already have these areas that are not exposed to the elements, and you're already taking them out. Might as well repurpose Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 One interesting technique used for feeding these populations were damp, artificially lit chambers that were used for growing algae. Nice. Uh, The algae, when dried and processed, served as the base material for all kinds of food, such as flour, coarse synthetic food, and even crude, but extremely potent (laughs) ale. As any good... uh, Humanity will always have their vices. That's right. Alcohol is universal. Fermentation. (laughs) (laughs) If it it can ferment, we can drink it. (laughs) It's called algale. Algae. Algae. <laughs> I don't that's, like that. That's pretty good. I actually, I'm seriously wondering, like, you need to start fermenting everything and just see what comes out as good. Like, okay. I could be really honest on something. Discord people, start fermenting. beer. Start fermenting 40K miniatures. Let's see what we can get. <laughs> I guarantee you, if we melt that up and snort that, something will happen. <laughs> I think it's called brain dead. <laughs> something brain. will happen. Sure, yeah, something. <laughs> Uh, Paul, you got next? I got next. Birth of the Squats. Birth of the Squats. So, over the course of thousands of years, the physical appearance and genetic traits of the settlers of the galactic core rapidly changed. This was also accompanied by the development of a distinct cultural identity, and they began to develop into the ab-human race known as the Squats. Yeah, evolution in 40k seems to happen fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, But I think there's... Oh, I should have just looked at the next note. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) You keep doing this. Yeah. (laughs) That's my own damn vault. 
I'll carry on. Go for it. <laughs> uh, though these evolutionary changes have not been all natural. I was thinking about that. The um, Maybe you were... They were encouraged. Um, <laughs> there were those uh, in the colonies that were experimenting and improving and encouraging themselves and kin on a genetic level, becoming far tougher, more resilient, and physically shorter to allow for denser skeletomuscular systems to counter their environments. Uh, I like that that's included, especially because the whole like stigma against... Uh, manipulating like genetic code and the technology that doesn't really exist here at this point you know they don't have like the dogma of the adeptus yeah. mechanicus yet mm-hmm. or the mechanicum or even the imperium like humanity is perfect as is don't yeah. mess, don't right, mess exactly. with the fundamentals yeah. of genetics whereas and... they're more likely to say here's a problem here's how we can fix yeah. it by genetic engineering yeah we can manipulate ourselves to do it <laughs> the way they sell it to like their population it's like okay 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 you know, if we're tall, we have to build really big holes. So if we're just a little <laughs> bit shorter, you don't have to work as hard. You don't have to dig as much. Sure. To win. It's easier to get drunk if you're smaller. <laughs> That's true. Look at all the benefits. Wow, amazing. <laughs> you can curl up into a ball easier to rotund roll. I mean, roll yourself down. <laughs> wow. Limitless benefits. Um, even though the squats have started their journey of genetic drift from the rest of humanity, the relationships between the two species were prosperous. Trade routes were established and many new wonders were developed. Yeah, like this truly is like when humanity spreads out across the entire galaxy and populates every area of it. And popu- or everything was booming. Civilizations were being built, little empires here, little empires there. It, to put it into a little bit of galactic context... Um, the Eldar at this point, they're kind of in the throes of their passion indulgence, right? Because this is before the Slanesh is born. So they're yeah. kind of, they're very insular. They're inward focused. They're not yeah, really they, having an outward focus like they yeah. did have for 60 yeah, like, million years. The most powerful okay. people who controlled all this land, yeah, now don't really. Yeah, they don't care about it anymore. And they're like, we've already done it all. We don't need to do anything You're else. a little more than like monkeys yeah. are just like spreading mm-hmm. around little ant colonies. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what and if they made contact with the Eldar or any of the other kind of major races at this point? I'm sure they did with a lot. Like, yes, but not on the scale that we'd see uh-huh. in the 41st millennium, but there must have been. It's yeah. kind of impossible to go as as kind of vast as humanity did and not encounter them. Yeah. Also interesting thing too is there were a lot more other alien species too there were a lot three great (laughs) oh no there's a i'm just saying (laughs) there's a crazy fact um the segmentum solar that's the one that terra is in yeah Yeah. um so it's the smallest segmentum out of all five yeah but that entire segmentum there is not a single xenos alive in that area of the galaxy <laughs> like even like humanity really like done burned everything <laughs> like as much as possible so yeah there would have been many more aliens yeah and the, yeah they'd be super different than what you recognize like the the base 
40k alien races. They, some could have been friendly, some could have been hostile. Yeah. Humanity. Even, even the Eldar would be unrecognizable compared to what they are now. Hmm. Like, yeah. Like the Dark Eldar weren't a, a thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, all, all the different... craft worlds didn't exist. Yeah. Well, not in the same capacity. Yeah. You know, yeah. And neither did. Maybe Exodites had started to exist at, yeah. at this point, but. I like to think orcs are still out there, just being a nuisance. But like. Oh, yeah. Orcs always be orcing. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> there was just about. no threat for them to build big enough wogs for. You yeah. Know? And maybe they were being pacified by the Eldar, just like kept. The, Right. crowd controlled yeah like, yeah there's a lot we don't know and even humanity like at this time their technology was advanced they were you know if they had problems yeah they would engineer their way or blast their way through it well so. yeah and they believed that that was okay to experiment and try out new things you yeah know, maybe exactly. even look at alien tech and say how did they do that let's replicate it yeah you know? or even use it right and was this like before like i wonder like how much taint of chaos like was like or how human, how much, how much taint has been in the human, like, oh, there's a lot of taint human in area. <laughs> if that was like a big concern for them or if they're even aware that like, cause yeah, the eye of terror was not, did not. Yeah. The eye of school. terror wasn't existed. Um, like yeah, this, that's this a is, huge like, like this is before like, like the Eldar even birthed Slanish. So like most of the gods were calm. Like when they did that, they really fucked up the whole galaxy yeah. and opened up a bunch of warp rifts, not just the yeah, eye they've of terror. Been, they've been planning for it right now, yeah. but that means they're not really being as active. I think they're yeah. trying to hide their true intentions yeah. and I don't, Maybe even like psychers had started to pop up, but it's much more rare yeah. than you would see in 30k or 40k, um, because it's really only after like that birth of Slanesh that psychic activity yeah. starts to ramp up. Yeah, and even psychers being born into the human yeah. populations. Yeah, yeah, it was really a. Time, it's a different time. Yeah, like of hope and like you know a chance at a better future. Like things actually are looking good. Like oh yeah, like, it's an explorer's progress. age, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Age the of golden progress. age <laughs> reason <laughs> friend hammer <laughs> uh cool uh, but that not all good things are to last because then came the time of isolation Ooh. so just an update on where we are in the timeline all of this has happened many thousands of years before the creation of the imperium and while it's hard to point to the exact times we can assume it's now around m25 m29 the age of strife due to the increase in warp activity yeah so if you guys would just read one sentence ahead yeah would answer a lot of our that's right <laughs> keep that. before i blame <laughs> eric again eric started the conversation <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with the warp becoming increasingly unstable, many warp storms ripped open real space, causing havoc on the galaxy at large. The Squats worlds were not exempt from this, as a large warp storm appeared in the galactic core, which separated the majority of Squats from the rest of the galaxy, while otters were lost for destroyed or even stuck <laughs> ah. in a stasis-like time warp. So that's what that feels like when you read someone's listener lore. <laughs> the way it's written. Ah. How does it feel, A little soul-crushing. Yeah. Hurt? <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, like, this is cool. Like, so all these warp storms happening. And, le- yeah, this is when chaos starts ramping it, ramping up. And I can imagine, like, demons are flooding through some of these warp gates, devouring planets and stuff. And humans don't really necessarily know anything about what's happening. Yeah, not only have they not engaged with this, but they actually, they don't even have the right tools to deal with yeah, this. Yeah. Because the best defense against demons are psyker-like powers. Yeah. 
You know, your physical knife is not going to cut it. <laughs> your advanced laser tech still. Yeah, good, exactly. Yeah. While maybe a little bit, it's not enough, you know. Yeah. So you they're... need that space magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to snort you that can't... warp dust <laughs> and wield those powers given to you by the, the warp gods, you know. You can't fight magic with science. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. While the majority of Squat World survived the storm, the isolation from the rest of the galaxy was a major concern. Worlds that were still in contact with their neighboring planets began to organize for their mutual survival. It is at this point that these worlds became officially known as homeworlds, strongholds of the Squat race. Yeah, dun, 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 very dun, cool. Dun, you just start dun, making dun, all these like alliances and hunkering yeah. down, hunkering down, just trying to survive. Up. Yeah, you're just you trying know, to like, weather the storm. Just dig you know, deeper, yeah, you know? Dig, yeah, exactly. Ooh, just don't delve too deep. deeply. <laughs> well, because you, you might dig through the planet and fall out the bottom side. You would wake in shadow. Oh, and flame. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I I really like this. So just uh, you you could just picture planets like not hearing from their neighbor planet for like a hundred years and being like, what the fuck? I, well, I hope they're okay, but there's literally nothing we can do. Or you get, or you get his interference and you try yeah. and study this interference and you're like, shit, I think yeah. that was like something happened to them. Yeah. Something bad. Maybe it was there. demons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always my first guess. If, if Mark doesn't pick up the phone on the first time I call him. Oh no. Demons got him. <laughs> I'm already there calling the Catholic priest to come and perform exorcism. Burn down the Padre, house. Padre, please. You're, you're a good friend. Thank you. Oh. The isolation lasted a few thousand years, and many worlds fell due to war, famine, disease, or even demonic incursions. But the ones that survived over this time grew in size and power, building their own technologies, defenses, and culture. Yeah, so it it kind of like not a great way to look at it, but you kind of weeded out those who were couldn't weak. survive, you yeah. know? And then those that made it through were way better off than yeah, they had for been. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not super happy with how that works for all those other people but uh end of isolation around m30 the warp storms that had cut off the squat race resided allowing for space travel to uh resume between the homeworlds and the rest of the galaxy to be re-established including negotiating trade agreements with newly founded imperium of man oh that's nice for them yeah yeah um yeah, like, so they kind of got reestablished right around the Great Crusade. Like, as the Emperor was kind of going back out to the galaxy, reconnecting with all these people. Yeah. Um, they came across them. And that's definitely a time when the tolerance for abhumans mm. would have been at an all-time high. Yeah. And, like, these squats, like, the most of them are just short people, you know? That's not like they're... Super di- divergent well, from yeah, the human. Their, their proportions are different, but overall, like, they just look like squished humans. Yeah, you so know? it's they, not like you're dealing with scalies. I or, think there right. could be worse abhumans out there. Yeah, yeah. The, like ben the felonids. The beastmen. Beastmen, yeah. Yeah, they're not beastmen, yeah. you know. Yeah. Some uh, unholy union between goat and man. <laughs> <laughs> Eric knows. Or my More uncle, than most. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um... During the Great Crusade, too, I, just from reading Horace Heresy books, they like the Imperium even has like I forget what they're called, Longshanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what squats call humans, isn't it? No, no, no. no. There's another. So there's human. like an abhuman breed that are like excessively tall and very skinny. Okay. But they're I'm talking like nine, it's ten. The aircast version of humanity. Yeah, and they do like a lot of like logistics and land <laughs> surveying. Homo sapien elongatus. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't go with erectus. You can't make that up. <laughs> Something really long. Uh, 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so like they they're even working within like the higher like there's one that talks to Rogaldorn, so like they're high up on the in within the Imperium, which yeah you're right like you're saying like the the tolerance for abhumans, especially ones that aren't super, it's all about like how far you stray, right? Yeah, right. Third eye in the forehead, probably not something that looks like a human. That's just like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the most well best kept <laughs> of better human, better kind of the people genetics. Yes. Best subgenetic human. That's right. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say the whole time that I was having an aneurysm. Relations between the squat homeworlds and the Imperium are mostly peaceful and cooperative in nature, especially in considering that many common enemies, or that they share many common enemies, such as the orcs. Uh, there have, however, been also been instances of not so peaceful relations, going as far as frequent bouts of war and ill feeling, as a squat character makes them prone to take offense to any sl- or to any slight to their honor or double dealing, especially in trade matters. Yeah, so if you go back on a trade, up that cost or whatever, that might be enough to trigger a war with them. They don't mess around when it comes to that. And then maybe it comes from just like they've been isolated for so long. Like if you go back on your trade deal, you've just fucked me and my entire planet. Fuck you, we're going to war. Yeah, I think that it was so necessary for them to work with each other that it was a matter of, hey, look, if this deal doesn't work out, like – you might be condemning an entire stronghold mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. So what's more important is that... And then if that, that stronghold's gone, they're coming for you next right. type thing. But like, all, yeah, and we'll talk about it uh, a little later, but mm-hmm. I think there is a, a really important reason why the squats have that feeling of it's uh, it's really important that they keep good ties, and it comes back in their character. Hmm. But we'll, we'll go into it later. With these new trade deals came new technology, and the Mechanicum showed great curiosity to the Abhuman's bizarre tech, conducting many experiments with it. Um, we'll get into that. We have a whole mm-hmm. technology section about all this bizarre tech and like these unstable elements that they use. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, during the Squats' time in isolation, the galaxy had become increasingly hostile, but the Squats were ready to match it with its own empire. Yeah, like they had fully kind of solidified this empire as their own um, they even throw out some numbers about how many planets they have, and it's like a lot of planets working together. I wonder if they classified it as like they are their own empire, but they're in allegiance with you Almost know the like god emperor Mars, or are they just part of the god? Are they just part of the empire of man? No, it, it's it's like a separate they empire. Are like, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're one of the empire, but we're good allies. Yeah. You know? they're one of the few that were given Tight. like a measure of autonomy that within crazy, that yeah. alliance. Yeah. Um, so the galaxy becomes increasingly more hostile than when they first went into isolation. Orcs have always been a plague on the galaxy, and the squats over time have developed a particular hatred for them. In the earliest days, relations were of indifference, and even sometimes limited trade was shared between <laughs> orcs. And, yeah, what do you trade with the orcs? <laughs> I don't know, but you got a lot of teeth. <laughs> this state of mutual trade did not last too long, however, and even if the squat record... Uh, records of what precisely happened are incomplete uh and confusion wow and confused it is clear that the massive orc invasions unexpectedly fell upon the squats and while the greenskin invaders would eventually be stopped in a last defense effort several strongholds and many lives were lost to the orcs yeah i mean i that's kind of inevitable with orcs orcs. (laughs) we can see that you know like we have a little bit of hindsight and a little more context but for them it could just be they didn't you know, know what they were getting yeah, into. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They didn't understand Where's the last how... trade? It's like, if we don't do this trade, this deal, then that's it. Sure. Like, then we're hooped again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is like a, it's out of desperation, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or maybe they just got a lot of teeth and they're like, we wanted gold. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what the heck? They had a green it? drinking buddy, you know? Yeah, exactly. They thought they got along, but yeah. it turns out. They yeah. would be good Grunch. drinking they buddies. Would, yeah, that would be a rowdy rollers, bar. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like your con here. <laughs> he doesn't like you either. <laughs> Uh, the squats have never forgotten this traumatic experience, and it has become deeply ingrained into squat culture. And some of the more enduring folk legends recall the desperate defense of a fortress or the last uh, or the stranded land train under siege by greenskin warriors. Just kind of, they have all these folklores. Don't go away. Well, they have very like, long memories. Yeah, yeah. Well, they live a long time too. I think so. Yeah. Like. And but they like they pass down a lot of cultural slights yeah. that have happened to them. Like if your great grandfather had a grudge, you have that same grudge. When you die in your well, you inherit grudges. <laughs> <laughs> now <This> remember, is... <laughs> we're pissed it's off at all these honor people. To get a big grudge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bigger the grudge, the yeah, bigger the, the honor. Bigger the honor. <laughs> you know. I love that. <laughs> so. Uh, it wasn't long after their isolation that the Squats encountered the Eldar race. Given the fundamental different character and culture of the Squats, the Eldar is hardly surprised, and the Eldar, it is hardly surprising that the Eldar consider the short ab humans as barely better than beasts, not much preferable to orcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hit an Eldar, an orc, and a Squat walk into a bar. Yeah, that's... The squats, in return, do not care much for mincing delicacies uh, with the hardy aliens, whatever. They just, they don't really. Yeah, their cultures are, and their character just seems yeah. very polar opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One is, like, about, like, beauty and elegance. One is just about kind of just efficiency, efficiency and, and reliable. Yeah, the Eldar seem to, like, seek to hide everything. You know, they're very careful about what they display and what they share. You know, maybe even not telling the whole truth or being extremely subtle or trying yeah. to give you subtext. Whereas the, you know, squat is like, I'm just going to say the words that need to be said and yeah. fuck you if you don't like it, you know? Yeah. Also not to mention the whole fact that we're just lifting dwarves from fantasy. Yeah. That inherit yeah. all these traits. Has <laughs> anyone picked up on that? That these are dwarves? <laughs> yeah. Dwarves. Squats no, 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 are original. Are <laughs> this is totally different. The difference is that you might think that there are no female dwarves. <laughs> yeah. And that dwarves just spring out of holes in the ground. <laughs> I did think that, yeah. But there are dwarf women. But there are no female squats. That's the... Am I... Is that... <laughs> is that wrong? They engineered with their genetic manipulations. Hmm. Due to the galactic location uh, of the homeworlds, marauding chaos warbands pose a threat, predominantly the raiders attacking ships whilst in warp travel. When such a slight occurs, squat armies will always immediately track and destroy such warbands. It's too risky. Yeah, and they've just been dealing with it for like 10,000 years, and they're in, they've had enough of it. Yeah. They're all grudged out. I think out. they recognize the dangers yeah. of like chaos. Yeah, they describe like... Uh, Everyone describes chaos as like their greatest enemy or whatever. Dwarves do that in this as well. You mean squats? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. It has begun. <laughs> By the end of it, we'll just be talking about completely fantasy stuff. <laughs> Slowly. So the squats will continue to grow in their power and, uh, and empire in the galactic core for the next 10,000 years. So, yeah, like during the Great Crusade, humanity goes and approaches them. They're able to make some type of mostly alliance peaceful every now and again every 100 couple years maybe a small war breaks out maybe a larger one every a thousand years but for the most part they're two empires that work alongside each other and they've gotten along mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and as the Imperium does, they kind of insert themselves into every facet of life of yeah. the of the squats you know they they worm their way into their technology into their religion into the holidays that they celebrate they into their tithing or their tax dollars absolutely yeah, yeah. so that's just classic <laughs> imperium but it is interesting <laughs> to know they are still separate yeah which is what which is kind of cool yeah very cool do they ever talk about like a political figurehead that's kind of like the head of the empire or are they just like a coalition we, of we'll get strongholds? to okay. like a political section kind of how they form their society their politics yeah okay um but maybe if i just read ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's more than one line so i get it i get it i want um, that conversation now <laughs> so let's talk about the fate of the squats in m40 the galaxy was beginning to get the first tendrils of the extra-galactic threat known as the Tyranids. Mm-hmm. Uh, many human and Xenos worlds on the rim of the galaxy were devoured, and in like an eerie, terrifying, galaxy horror way. Yeah. Uh, a th- silence. Yeah. You go to even, you know, psychers go to tap into like the where they think the, the other psychers are, and like, yeah, you all you hear is screeching. Yeah, it, it was not a good <laughs> time. Yeah, uh, The fate of the squats in the, the galactic core, sadly, was no different. No. An unknown hive, splee- hive fleet splinter managed to slip past the outer rim's defenses and drift deep into the center of the galaxy, into striking distance of the homeworlds. The squats fought valiantly, but the Tyranids' numbers were infinite, and homeworld after homeworld fell. Where once a thriving civilization, now barren husks of planet, is all that remains of the squat race. With their empire gone, the squats were removed as a galactic player. However, 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 <laughs> there are still squats in the galaxy. Although the race, the race making a comeback is unlikely, if not impossible. Yeah, it's just not enough of them. Sad. But all good things come to an end. That's and true. And at least they were there when they were there. <laughs> we had that at least. <laughs> yeah. I'll drink to that <laughs> with my Algale. <laughs> yeah, so why are we talking about an extinct race? Uh, I hope it comes back. But we'll get into that later. And that's pretty much their entire history, yeah. you know, from inception to destruction. Yeah. They're around. They're around before the Imperium. Um they had an empire for the same amount of time as the Imperium, essentially. Not covering the same space, nope. but they controlled the area that they had very well, I think, you know? Like, we say, we talk a lot about how humanity is the, like, the biggest galactic player, and it's true that they are in every corner of the galaxy, but it's not a united front, you yeah. know? Yeah. Whereas the squats, like, over the smaller territory that they had were a very united yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. You 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 lay siege to one stronghold, and the cousin from four <laughs> strongholds over. Now it has a grudge against you, and it's coming. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, just imagine some of those, like the invasion of the Nids going after these strongholds, like these deep tunnel labyrinths that are just so heavily fortified. Like, that'd be a sweet campaign to play. 
Yeah. It would be a fight. Tunnels and like, yeah. yeah. I have heard some in like cool one-off sentences about like the Tyranid fighting in the tunnels as they're scouring the entire planets, and it yeah. sounds like pretty horrific. <laughs> it, it's good horror. It would be for the sure. best way for a dwarf to die, though. Uh, Just deep in a tunnel. There's one dwarf for you. <laughs> yeah. Who still draws breath? <laughs> uh, it's very much. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this game. Um, it's called Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> yeah. And I was just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I've played about it in tunnels insane. fighting bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pretended squats and tyranids for sure. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And, you know, I think it's kind of crazy that they, they had all these enemies and all these grudges in history, but it's just like outside force that took down this empire yeah like, something that they didn't even know even existed yeah it uh, wasn't part of their story or history <laughs> yeah. or any of their long you know list of grudges it's just, <laughs> hey, we're coming yeah it's yeah. almost poetic <laughs> you can it's never be irony of the 40 i think that's like the the vastness of the the universe you, you just know? can't hate everything you know yeah. like humanity said oh for the best way for us to survive we need to leave terra well actually now it's not enough to just spread throughout the galaxy because the Tyranids are going to come and they're <laughs> going to consume everything. Yeah. So now you have to be able to move onto another galaxy, you know? And, and I think it's it's inevitable that the Tyranids are going to... Hunt you down and eat your children. Yep. So, so with that, we'll go to an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And welcome back. Uh, we just finished our entire history of the squat race, and now we have the awesome time of breaking down individual aspects of what made the squat squats. I thought we were going to take the next hour and just have like an hour of silence for our squat boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I actually had put that as the last thing we were going to do. Oh, okay. Um, but but yeah, you might as well be in the middle of the episode. Around, <laughs> in the middle. It doesn't bother me. All right. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about religion. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just one for the boys. Oh, one for the boys. Oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Pour it on my computer. That was vodka, right? <laughs> no, it was Al Gale. Al Gale. <laughs> Someone make that, actually. I've seen some preppers where they like start growing like that. They have like whole aquariums of algae. Yeah, but are they turning it into alcohol? Are they fermenting it? I'm sure. You know, they're, they're weird it, you know? they're Who's going to bring stuff. back alcohol when the apocalypse happens? <laughs> they're going to be a rich person. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, the first thing we want to talk about is religion. Paul, do you want to? Yes. So the Squats spent a millennia developing outside the reaches of the Imperium, and their religious views were no exception to this. They participated in a form of ancestor worship, venerating those who had come before them. Cool. So it's probably those like whole the grudges things, you know, they just like... Yeah, there might be a spiritual element to spiritual it. Spiritual element yeah. to grudges. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're born with like a word, like a, a weird, whatever it's called, like a like an ancestral curse to hate <laughs> someone else <laughs> just ingrained in you. That's the genetic tampering, you know? Yeah, They're side effects. <laughs> <laughs> side effects. 
it was their belief when uh, that when they died, they would join their ancestors and honor, and their honor and deeds would be added to them. At the same time, squats had some kind of living connection to their ancestors through their naming. In this way, they would be connected to their families in life and in death. Yeah, you see that through like Grendel Grendelson. Grendel Grendelson. Yeah. And Grendel Grendelson's son. <laughs> Grendelson, 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 son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's like their way to. It was a, a way for them to keep alive their past mm. and their heritage. Yeah. I think um, it was really important to them that they uphold like the honor of their family mm-hmm. and the honor of those who mm-hmm. came before them. Yeah, and the um, honors that uh, the the to remember those that have died for them. Like once again, I just always think of them trapped in isolation, and you remember that stronghold that gave their life to defend you. You know, your grandpa that gave his life to defend you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you yeah. just carry it on because yeah. if you don't, yeah. Yeah. You're, what you're What meaning does that sacrifice have if you don't remember the sacrifice? Yeah. You know. It has like a. It's almost like the counterbalance to the grudges. Like you inherit the hate, but you also inherit honor. Mm-hmm. And to the same extent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like your Grendelson's son? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like his family Ooh, backed yeah, us yeah. up in this fight. Like you're yeah. welcome at our place anytime. Yeah, I've never met you before, but because of something that your ancestor did, I will treat you as As such. if you were that person, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder what happens if you like, you fulfill your grudge, then what do you have to live for? Like, Nothing. Then well, you just, just die. die. <laughs> you shrivel up and die. They're <laughs> powered on hatred. <laughs> and then they plant you Hate in some good. stone and you'll grow into a brand new, beautiful new squad. So the circle of life continues. <laughs> uh, going hand in hand with this belief system, squats were concerned that they acted with glory and honor in their lifetime. Reputations were extremely important to them, and they would go into great lengths to blot out any kind of personal or even clan disgrace. I wonder if there's any examples of like what kind of disgraces would be the worst. Did did we read? Anything? I couldn't find anything in particular, uh, but at some point we'll talk about their character, mm-hmm. and it turns out like trade deals. That's a big mm. deal to them yeah like maybe going back on a, your word yeah. or like going back on a trade trust or anything they have um, trust issues they also form this like i think they're called leagues okay yeah like uh squat leagues where it's like different strongholds and families can join up to form a league and i think if you ever do anything against the league that you're a part of that's also a huge mm. deal yeah okay yeah traders aren't what kind of yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, while the squats were unwilling to completely give up their ancestral worship, the ecclesiarchy convinced, <laughs> yay, <laughs> convinced many that their ancestors' spirits were watching over, were were watched over by, and even originated within the spirit of the god emperor. This was mainly accepted by the squats, who could then participate in many of the rituals of the ecclesiarchy. I love that. Yeah, it was not a stretch for them to believe that there was, like, the father spirit Mm. watching over all spirits of the squats. And, you know, we all come from that father spirit, and we will return to that father spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. I like like how the Imperium does that with every religion that they find. I don't (laughs) hear often about how they, like, they exactly explain it, though. I like that they give us details of how they were able to convince them. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they. This is how the squats are able to participate in the holidays. They can now venerate the god emperor, put him in a a place of you know above everything, even their mm-hmm. own ancestors. So. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm wondering if that's kind of the same thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't with the uh, like the cult in Mars and the Omnissiah? Like that's kind of how they managed to. Like, yeah, yeah, like they kind the, of are like, yeah, the the emperor's the, like, the, emperor the omnisaya, yeah. you know, he's the great machine spirit. Like, yeah, no matter what religion you participate in, they'll find a way to insert the emperor into it, yeah. or I they'll mean, kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it's fifty-fifty. I mean, it's true. <laughs> like, I think the first intention is to find a way to yeah, find. They're like Tom reading Ryan. the book, and like, I don't know how this is gonna fit. All right, <laughs> pull out the flamer. <laughs> Like the and you can even see how far away the ecclesiarchy is willing to move away from like the actual true picture of the emperor. Yeah, like to fit it to what you do. Um, is the cult of the four armed emperor? Now I know that that's mainly Gene Steeler, but the fact that people were willing to participate Embrace in it, that, yeah. yeah, shows that like that's not uncommon to very change how like the actual imperial cult works even uh like this is kind of getting off topic but kind of in the same realm but like the sisters of battles came from a subcult uh that was very distinct like a death cult around the emperor and there are all kinds of death cults that are also unique in their kind of the way they venerate and the way they worship the emperor that have fused with like Mm. the mainstream imperial religion it would be really cool if you could make a list of and like a like a scale kind of of who is the closest to what the ecclesiarchy claims as the imperial yeah truth like they have like how far are you deep into like yeah exactly you know variation but unfortunately I don't think they're very particular with the details on a lot of like the exterior religions yeah I do have this from the ecclesiarchy ecclesiarchy they do enforce five basic rules okay I yeah, yeah. Uh, the emperor once walked among us as a man but he is and always has been a god. The emperor is the one true god, regardless of what past face any humans may have worshipped. To purge the heretic, beware the psyker the, and mutant, and abhor the alien. <laughs> that is a part of their faith. And, <laughs> you know? Sure. <laughs> Every human being has a place within the emperor's divine order. Uh, to unquestionably obey the authority of the imperial government and one superiors. So. Uh, good to know that the government plays a role in their religion. <laughs> Unquestionably obey yeah. is the best way to get to the <laughs> emperor's right-hand side. I like that the Black Templars um, battle cries now, they're just screaming holy text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's to the heretic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty easy religion to get behind. It's only got five points. Yeah, That's five half candidates. as many even. <laughs> you can do pretty the much anything outside of that. Pretty much yeah. anything, anything you goes. want. Anything that you can, <laughs> like, you need to twist or, like, reshape. As long as it you still have those, I guess you are you can be a part of the ecclesiarchy. That's very cool. Very inclusive of them. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Ooh. Up next, technology. Is that me? Yeah, that sure. is you. For Someone sure. has to cue me. Q, Christian. And go. Action. All right. Action. action. Where's my line? Sorry. Hold on. on. I I forgot. Okay. Technology. (laughs) While the original technology of the squats was from Mars and Terra, the Age of Strife forced them to find alternative ways to repair and develop machineries. Since they were so far removed from the influence of Mars, the squats were outside of the dogma and mystique that surrounded the growth of technology and the scientific advancement, i.e. the cult mechanicus. Excellent. So they were allowed to be a little more innovative and... Yeah, they had no problem with experimenting. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably a lot of trade between the mechanicus and the squats. That's absolutely what we're going to get into. Yeah. 
Over the course of thousands of years, as their technology inevitably failed, they were forced to reinvent almost all aspects of it. This included spacecraft, weaponry, and life-sustaining tech. Much of their equipment needed to be altered to withstand the harsh environments of the planets that they chose to settle, such as the exo-armor. Yeah, that's like one of their most well-known pieces of tech, I think, is the... And they just developed it out of necessity. Yeah. You know? You're going to be in like a hostile environment, you need a hostile environment suit. Even like Terminator armor, which is known for its like being like stronger than even like regular space marine battle plate, like was designed for like engineering purposes first. So I even heard that there is a mark of armor. One of the most well-known used in the Great Crusade was allegedly developed based on the exo armor of the squats. Hmm. Now it was like a throwaway line on like the wiki. So I didn't want to put it in here. Yeah, This might've been from rogue trader days. Yeah. But I loved that idea that like, man, there's something about the squats that is still alive to this day, just in that carried through Mm -hmm. in the power armor. And they were good at it. You know, they built like these fully isolated systems. Yeah. In the beginning, their trade relationship with the Eldari allowed them to grow their own food and being in such a dependent relationship with this technology must have convinced them of the value of learning and growing. So oddly enough, um, like when we went through that history aspect of them, I like, I was reading a little different stuff and I found this time, um, this like section of their history called the time of trade. Okay. And the time of trade, it was a little after the time of isolation or it's like what led like, after or it's like what led them out of the time of isolation yeah and that was like the majority of their trading with the eldar and the orcs but i also read that you know the orc quickly like deteriorated their trade relations yeah but i read that their eldar ones were actually very important in the beginning Hmm. and if they hadn't been able to trade with the eldar they probably Hmm. wouldn't have survived but again really hard to source that so and that probably is true for a lot of home worlds out there. It might not be true for everyone. Yeah, that's very but, true. Yeah, you can take it as like a planet by planet basis. Yeah, but that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. By the time of the Imperium recovering the squat homeworlds, much of the technology was quite foreign to them, even beyond their own comprehension. This neoplasma reactor is one such example, which is powered by a warp core harnessed by zero energy containment field. Which is just basic grade 12 science. So. <laughs> I like the fact that they call it warp core. It shows a level of understanding on the squats end of like basic warp stuff. Because mm-hmm. like until you understand that there's an entire form of energy like waiting behind this psychic veil, veil then you just would never engage with it. So yeah. it shows that, you know, they had like the capability of understanding at least enough. they knew something was there and they, yeah, they exactly. could harness and it they could harness and they it, had yeah. like the, the materials that were allowed to even trap psychic energy absolutely or make it safe enhance it yes yeah. make it safe whatever yeah i mean relatively i don't know it sounds pretty like like in how the eldar they don't really worry about warp cores failing or instability yeah that's true they travel well through the webway so they're pretty safe yeah but um even like on the tabletop their plasma stuff it doesn't overheat or like kill you on ones or whatever um and i from what i could read the squats seemed very similar in that their understanding was much better than the imperiums yeah yeah squats were also proficient at crafting large-scale equipment creating massive drills and land trains capable of surviving harsh conditions and even harsher work demands 
I love this like idea of the land trains. Yeah, I'm just pulling up of just these massive segmented pieces of vehicles moving in tandem. Um, Okay, little bit of a side note here. In our Necromunity, someone submitted a city that is a land train. Nice. And it's very cool. I was like reading through it and. All I could think of was, man, they better put somewhere in there that they're pretty sure it's like a lost squad yeah. land train. That they just kind of like inhabited it. And exactly. Like yeah. Now they're taking it over and it's like this ancient technology that they have no idea how it works or whatever. Even like the Mechanicus tech priest, they don't know it. And yeah. I'm getting very strong. Uh, what's that train movie? Snow Snowpiercer. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but that'd be cool to have like a city. That's moving. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, like London will be here in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, on the Necromunity, almost every single um, city that we include has to be mobile. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. None of them are stationary. So whether they are hovering or land trains or they're floating or they are um, like floating in the air or on water, it's really neat actually to see everyone's imagination the the one we came up with basically has a bunch of giant harpoon guns that just shoots them forward and then drags it drags itself, itself yeah. through the edge of the ice caps and yeah. then it creates this okay. slough behind it that people farm on oh, and like cool. fish out yeah. of yeah you guys are it's, taking mortal engines to the next level yeah <laughs> uh, when i first when the first uh someone said like oh all the cities have to be mobile all i could think of was that stupid mortal engine <laughs> but i will say it has grown into something that is really neat yeah, and unique yeah there's been yeah. some really cool ones for sure you you kept saying land trains and i just keep thinking like aren't all trains land trains <laughs> <laughs> well i think those are rail trains Right, like the differences. Gotcha, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, technically, those trains don't ever touch the ground. The land, the okay. Land. Oh, yeah, yeah, the land. <laughs> do you think Arkham Land had anything to do with these The things? land trains. Land trains naming or... Absolutely. <laughs> good, good, I like that. Okay, uh, I'll read the next little part here. Uh, the guilds. Early on... Uh, in their age of isolation, the Squatch decided that technological advancements and knowledge was too important for their race as a whole to keep it from each other. To this end, guilds were created. Okay, this is where you're going to get a, a lot of understanding of how they view everyone around them. They're not isolationists, and they don't believe in, like, hoarding knowledge and wealth. Yeah, hmm, that's cool. It's very undwarf-like. <laughs> Maybe they're That's not dwarves. I think they're sharing oh, yeah. it with other dwarves. Yes, so, like, oh, okay. with other dwarves. Oh, okay, but there are instances of them freely giving things to other species yeah. for a price. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. Freely well, would be that word that you just said. They're more than <laughs> like. I guess it's possible. No. Are they open to free trade? Is the difference? Ah. Right? I'm willing to give you anything for the right price. I think. <laughs> it, I think it, it would depend on whether or not you need it to survive. Because I think to them it's really important that you just keep living and sustaining. So if yeah. you want a luxury from them, yeah, they'll barter for it. But if you're looking for something to ensure like your survival, hmm. they seem to be more than willing to give it to you. Yeah, I think they 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 probably consider having alliances, you know, is just as important as their own survival. Yeah, actually, and like their wealth. Yeah, a little cultural co- commentary from real life. Uh, when I was in Morocco. There is a very strong like culture within the Berber tribes of like sharing and like welcoming strangers because they live in a hostile environment. They're like the desert will kill you, so like come to my tent. We'll share it. They share everything with you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't know you. Like you, you've yeah. had no kind of previous 
existing relationship. And it's just like a cultural thing that they do in a harsh climate where they have to. Yeah, it's humanity against the elements. Exactly. Right. So like each other or against uh, predators like nature. Yeah. So like in a a hostile environment, it would make sense that the squats are like very giving because they're like, yeah, at least of essential items. Right. Like, yeah, we want you to survive, too. And then maybe one day you'll reciprocate. Yeah. Separate from strongholds and leagues, the guilds are places of learning for squat for the squat population. They are repositories of knowledge kept safe for the next generation of squats. The guilds is where you learn how to mine, to be an engineer, to develop new technologies or repair ones that are used today. Um, since this knowledge is so important for their survival, the squats view the guilds as above any kind of stronghold or individual rivalries. This also adds another layer of loyalty for the squat. And they must uphold the honor to their stronghold, their league, and their guild. Cool. Alpha Semper Pi house, <laughs> I guess. They're the greatest guild. frat boys. <laughs> Squat frat boys out there. And then they knock back their alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Members are also encouraged to share as much of their knowledge and technology as possible. For the more people that use it, the better chance they have at surviving. Yeah, very cool. From the Imperium's perspective, the guild's attitude of sharing knowledge must be shocking, even blasphemous. Many inventions have found their way into the hands of Mechanicus and therefore the Imperium, though it appears that guilds bear no ill will at this. Yeah, so they just don't... The, the Imperium's like, you and your whore technology just giving it to everyone on the block. <laughs> yeah. They don't like it. You whore of Babylonological. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like that... Um, it's so different from the Mechanicus, but the Mechanicus is still like, yeah, okay, gimme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technology, please. <laughs> yes. But then they won't share it when they're that spoiled kid that won't like give you something back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what it must be yeah. like. Um, yeah, they have a very, like, uh, I don't know, like, group focus. Everything that they do is like yeah. when when the guild discovers something, they make sure all squats know of this. That's so cool. And they all have access to it. Sounds yeah, like so. communism to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, cool. The guild. So um, I want to read that one line again. It was uh since the knowledge is so important for the survival Oh, okay. The squats view the guilds as above any kind of stronghold or individual rivalries. Okay, that's crazy. Um, yeah, you can't, like, you couldn't go to war with a guild. You can't have a slight against a guild. A guild can't wrong you. Okay. You know, because everything that the guild does, or the guilds do, is for the betterment of squat society. Yeah. Everything as is focused whole, yeah, on making everyone's life better. And they're not going to hoard wealth or make sure one person gets rich on something. They'll, the government would never do that. They will force it to spread. <laughs> but it's not the government. They don't govern anything. Yeah. You know, All they do is they're essentially libraries and universities that every squat has to go to. Yeah. So cool. I think, is it with each guild has a specific focus? Like one guild is we're doing mining, the other yeah. is we're in space travel and all the guilds are at work. Yeah, together. I couldn't find a list of specific guilds, but the examples they gave were mining, engineering, and developing new technologies. But I'm assuming they're for almost anything 
that is important for squat life, like farming. Yeah, yeah. How do you farm in the middle of an asteroid? You know, there yeah. must be like a guild that they take tech from this one guild, but then they also take scientists from another guild. Yeah. And yeah. one could specialize in geology and like which rocks are the best rocks and which. Yeah, this one tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> Yeah, so it's very cool. I like that they also view it as um, they're hoarding knowledge for future generations of squats. Yeah. That was a really cool. It's very forward focused. Hmm. And that can go all the way back to their time for thousands of years yeah. spent orbiting a planet waiting for it to terraform. Everything they do is for those that are going ahead. to come they're thinking ahead. next. Yeah. 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 And, it's and really, that's why you worship your ancestors, because of all this stuff that, that they've they had did to sacrifice. You, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, be yeah. where you were if not for them, yeah. you know? Uh, I really liked this squat character as, like, I got more into it. Yeah, that's cool. <sighs> Guilds. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, they are. Let's talk about politics. That's never divisive. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to do that? In squats, it's much less than you would think so. Oh. Um, after their initial contact with the Imperium... Okay, so this was another thing that I read a little differently. Okay. I read that the first contact of the Imperium and squats was actually very brutal hmm. and savage. And uh, it wasn't until the Imperium decided, holy shit, we actually can't beat these guys. Mm. That was when the squats earned the majority of their autonomy. <laughs> yeah. Because the squats, well, yeah, yeah, like they they had to fight for their own empire for sure, yes. for sure. But and it was after that that this peace kind of came through after they brokered, you know, the arrangement of you actually can't control us, mm. um, but we will accept a couple changes to our religion for you, but yeah. you don't get to determine how we live our lives. Yeah, or, they don't go full Imperium on yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, they realize that their differences are not as many as they want to go to well, war for what's you know like what's super important to the imperium tithing yeah and worship. like <laughs> worship of the emperor and they found a way to reconcile their worship and the dwarves are more than openly willing trading. to give you yeah. anything that you want and you then know? the third one is just dying for the emperor which you know <laughs> yeah they have no we all problem. do eventually absolutely so, yeah. their ancestors yeah. exactly and now yeah. that they believe the emperor is an ancestor mm-hmm. being they have no problem doing yeah. that so it really like they really found their place in the imperium um, so after their initial contact that and the conflict contact, that okay. happened, yeah, they the Imperium gave the Squat homeworlds a large amount of autonomy. While their author, their loyalty had to be had to first be to the Imperium and her tenants, they were content to simply milk off their relationship with the Squats. This arrangement worked particularly well for the Imperium, as the Squats were mostly xenophobic by the time they were rediscovered by humanity, and were content to adhere to the strict divine right to rule that the Imperium believed in. Uh, but we'll we'll even reach a little bit of that later. For the thousands of years that they had been separated from humanity, the squats developed strong sentiments of hard work, directness, and loyalty to each other. Instead of employing a single governing body, they divided themselves into strongholds, which governed the day-to-day workings of the mines and the families that you know made up these strongholds. Yeah, so it's just like that's like a city, essentially a stronghold. Yeah, but I think a stronghold can even potentially big enough to cover a planet. Okay. okay. But uh, I do believe for the most part a stronghold was a single compound city type area. Yeah, because when like the strong – yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe you couldn't even actually see it. It's a stronghold underground, right? <laughs> just Full one just, little hatch. Yeah, it's just like yeah. little tiny hatch, <laughs> yeah. you know, three feet, you know. Or, or however, <laughs> how, little spinny like vent. One, <laughs> 15 kilometers <Yeah>. underground. <laughs> Just a yeah. big undercity. Um, and now, like, so they don't really have any governing body 
higher than a stronghold until you get to these things called leagues. So within squat society, there was very little power above the stronghold uh, until you would join into a league. And these are groupings of strongholds that would band together for, I mean, any reason that you would have an alliance. Yeah. Um, you know, trade alliances, project ventures. Sure. If you're like, hey, we need to mine this particularly hard rock. Yeah, you have a lot of that. We exactly. Have a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll combine our resources so we can do it. Corporate merger. Yeah. Uh, and then also Business. war Business. councils <laughs> and defensive packs or to deal with particular orc threats or wogs or xenos problems. Um, I did mention it here, the xenophobia of the squats. After mm. the time of, of trade, mm. where they were burned by the squats, and then even their relations with the elders dropped out, they really didn't care for any races other than humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, they found their own, their kind, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the League Council would be made up of the lords of each stronghold, though there would still be a single stronghold regarded as the leader of the League. Um, there was no set number of how many strongholds should be in a single League, and so they varied extremely in size and the smallest uh, had only four strongholds with the largest exceeded 3,000 strongholds in a single league cool so they're like this is in like the height of squat power where this 3,000 stronghold strong league like that's a lot of squat bodies well well, one interesting thing too about like the squats height like it's not like the imperium where it's like they basically are founded they got like 100 good years maybe maybe and then it goes to shit and it slowly degrades for the next 10,000. Like the squad empire, it stays, is good, stays good for the long time. Then it just gets wiped out. Yeah. Instantly. And then it was drastically over. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, there was no, no slow, long, slow decline. decline yeah. It was, yeah. Tragic, out with a really. bang. While strongholds each had their own fighting force called brotherhoods, those within a league would collectively form the military might. And those leagues with numerous strongholds could command massive armies. So, in every stronghold, I'm assuming there must be a guild of combat, you know, that would teach you how to like fight Tactics, and, fighters, and would like yeah. um, gear you up, sure. you know. And yeah, so your own stronghold had your brotherhood, and then you would join other brotherhoods from your same league to form like a standing army. Cool. So, and then obviously some leagues would just have larger brotherhoods than yeah. others, you know, so. So they could command real armies mm. in, in, like, this space age time, which is really neat. Yeah. It's just the massive land trains, <laughs> like, with these rank-and-file brotherhoods moving beside yeah, them. Yeah, and I want to make a squad army now. I know. Yeah, you <laughs> do. The more so you talk cool. about it. Like, <laughs> each stronghold you can make so characterful. Ooh. Yep. Let's do it, Mark. You and me. Let's start a brotherhood. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, all right, back to more on their politics. Uh, while initially squats were open to trading with any species that had the ability to do so, over the years their trading with the Xenos races slowly receded. As they experienced more betrayals at the hands of the Orcs and the Eldar, both of whom had previously been steadfast trading partners, their famous ability to hold grudges soon overtook their desire to trade with them. By the time the Imperium found them during the Great Crusade, the squats' views of the Xenos races as a whole aligned completely with the Imperium. Cool. So, yeah, just throws back to the fact that they've been burned too many times and they found someone who at least was willing to treat them with the respect they felt they deserved. Yeah. I wonder if the Squat Empire survived, if it would only be a matter of time before 
they were betrayed by the Imperium or felt betrayed or had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You yeah. slip it up right? and it's like, and oh, now you've made an enemy for a life. Whole another <laughs> civil war in the galaxy. A clerical <laughs> error that fucks up a trade deal would might be enough to send the entire squad empire against the Imperium. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Dang it. Now, I wish that had happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an error. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? Like, People listening aren't reading the lore. We could just make that up. Pretend that's what happened. I'm just going to log into Lexicanon right now. Go back. Yeah, they didn't get devoured by Squawks. This great, huge civil war. There was a massive genocide that happened. (laughs) Um, And then although the Squats have mostly disappeared from the galaxy, there are still one or two strongholds left. These last holdouts of Squat society most likely seceded from Imperial rule during the Age's apostasy in M36, Though, if any true bastions of squat life are intact after their destruction at the Claws of the Tyranids, is unknown. Hmm. So, yeah. Basically extinct. I liked the thought that um, many had left during the Age of Apostasy, actually. Did they say why specifically that age? I I guess it was just like, that would be the time to do it. Like, it's a huge civil war. Massive turmoil. Who's going to notice? You know, maybe they felt like they were spurned and their trade deals did start to break down. The Imperium was busy fighting this holy war within itself, you know? So they were too busy to deal with agreements that they had with the squats for thousands Long-standing of years. Long-standing agreements. So. And like, hey, you just screwed us. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then maybe they just like, you know, started joining different sides and they just slowly got assimilated into imperial culture and then this genetic trait of being a squat just got, you know, yep. kind of weaned out of Absolutely. It's sure. another thing that might have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many potential reasons why they could have disappeared over 10,000 years, yeah. you know. Lots of reasons. Cool. Well, that's kind of their politics. It's really simple, and it's not, like, very strong, it feels like. It's more important to them, this guild, and then the leagues. But they seem to give a lot of autonomy even to the the strongholds themselves. Like, you're mining. You have your own duties. You know what you need, what your colony or your stronghold needs. Um, You're going to uphold your stronghold's honor, and we can trust that you won't try to fuck Mm -hmm. over anyone else because it's, it's so important to you to have this honors yeah it's very cool very cool Mm -hmm. paul uh let's talk about the anatomy the physiology and psychic attunement of the squats i just want to know how big their dongs are (laughs) mass day two that's a whole reason i just came up to this episode is i just i need to know land trains (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay squats are often remarked as being the closest relative uh the closest related to their human ancestors of all ab humans even though their average height is four feet tall they share almost all other physical traits of humanity there are many other ab humans that are further away from humanity stock such as the felinids the beast men those scalies, those rat men. Honestly, like, et cetera, et cetera. the more abhumans that you think of, squats are closer to humans than almost yeah. all those other abhumans. Ogrins. Yeah, ogrins. Well, it's just like the opposite of squats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just bigger and taller and stronger, right? But also so, a lot dumber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, guess I do wonder if like, you could breed. Like, I could theoretically picture you breeding with a dwarf, but not with a uh, ogre. Or so. what about a ratling, you know? They're, they're even smaller, right? <laughs> yeah, those are more like hobbits. Yeah. But gross. <laughs> That's racist, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they have stocky, thick build, which only helps them uh, make their short height more noticeable. This combination of height of girth. Height to girth. <laughs> That's a good ratio to know. It is a, a ratio. <laughs> it's round. Rotundus? Yeah. Uh, the height to girth has served them well, and the power they can generate is many times more than most would assume from their stature. Yeah, they're un... They're uncharacteristically strong for how they mm. look. Hmm. Like, I think it's like a squat is many times more strong than an average human. It's almost like a chimpanzee. Like, chimpanzees aren't that big, but they have a lot of muscle power. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, and rip your limb from limb. even part of, like, that genetic mutation that they initially went through was designed to make them stockier, sturdier, and stronger. stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. Uh, Another of the more noticeable effects of their genetic drifting, squat hair is extremely fast-growing and strong. Most of them have some form of facial hair, which may range from mustaches, mustaches, sideburns, to pointed beards, to massive beards that spill over their ample belly. That was a little (laughs) bit of editorializing. (laughs) I was. I felt like I was Bilbo Baggins writing concerning <laughs> dwarves. <laughs> their beards spill over their ample bellies. I could just picture the scientists like, okay, so we need them shorter and hairier. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> oh yeah, boss, I got that. <laughs> this is mission hairier. essential. <laughs> hairier, you said, right? I think yeah. it's funny that their hair grows super fast too. Like, imagine yeah. like if uh, if a squat was like taken prisoner and then just hairs just left unchecked like the entire cell is just full of nothing but hair they turn into the thing or whatever yeah from the adams family yeah i think so (laughs) uh it's not unheard of for squats to live to 300 terran years old with the older ones even far surpassing that number one of the more drastic side effects of this long life is that many older squats begin to develop psychic powers as they age with powers and abilities that grew as squats as a squat did. That's, That's really cool. That I never knew that. That is one of the coolest things. That is so cool. Their psychic ability is tied to their age. Okay. That is so neat. Yeah, so like the older guys are even that much more valuable because they're the only yeah. ones who can do it. And Honoring it, elders like, and ancestors. Yeah. It's going to get even crazier and okay. they're going to get even more important. Man, I loved seeing this. It's very cool. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, let's talk about um, ancestor lords. Yeah, do it. Okay. Uh, a particularly ancient squat would at some point earn the title of Ancestor Lord, and their powers were potent indeed as their minds attuned more and more to the warp. The Ancestor Lords were so revered that they would move through the League with impunity as their wisdom and knowledge was awed by all squats. So an Ancestor Lord is kind of like revered above their stronghold. Yeah, you know, like they no longer they they are so important as like a cultural figurehead that they are kind of above the rivalries and petty grudges that might stop you from engaging with them otherwise mm-hmm. because they're from this specific stronghold that wronged you, you know. But ancestral lords are just always given respect and honor. Yeah, those those ancestor lords. I like to think that they'd probably like be like the. Like the master librarian, you know, an equivalent to tabletop. Sure. They just really squat, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just shrunk down a little bit. (laughs) Uh, These ancestor lords were not feeble, doddering squats, but powerful, stony figures with wonderful beards and spent hundreds of... They spent hundreds of years growing. 
Eric's editorializing again. <laughs> I just had some good images. Concerning ancestor lords. <laughs> so you have an ancestor lord, and then you have like a train of eight or eight to 12 other squats just holding his beard behind him. That <laughs> giant robe. And their the length of their beard was definitely seen as like a a measure of their respect. You know, mm-hmm. the better the beard and the longer the beard, the more important mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. It's like real life, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think like during a battle, you know, when he's fighting, like the energy is just actually like shooting out <laughs> from, from his, his beard, beard. Not <laughs> the staff. The beard right? is the or focal cat. point. <laughs> the beard is the focal point of the psychic energy. That's why it's important that they're strong and they grow fast because they're dealing with warp exactly. energies, you know? They're Sizzles all just off. little antennas. They always smell like burnt hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, one thing in that line, uh, but powerful stony figures... It's They're not actually stone. Yes. Um, there are some talks like some of the genetic drift or some of the experiments were actually hardening of the skin, but it wasn't like they're made of rocks. But Right. The stony is uh, supposed to be a metaphorical understanding of who they were. They're set in their ways. They yeah. they know so much. It's like they're old as stone. They're yeah. as immovable as mountain. They are as strong as rock, you know. Yeah. If you her. want... What's that? And stubborn. <laughs> and stubborn, yes. Yeah. They probably are yeah. very stubborn. If you want some real stony dwarves, though, go check out the Demiurg. Now, that's where you get the real stony mm. boys. Uh, they could commune with the spirits of their... Oh, did I, no, I, they could commune with the spirits of their long-dead ancestors, and these ancestors would warp around the ancestor... Okay, so these are their psychic powers, Yes, right? yes. We're jumping into our okay. psychic powers. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, one of them is communicating with their long-dead ancestors, and these ancestors would warp around the ancestor lord, forming a barrier within the warp to protect them from its hostilities. Okay, so not only are these dwarves, like, living legends, but now they can actually communicate with your ancestors. Crazy. So you worship your ancestors, and now you have an actual living being who is able to communicate with your ancestors. Hmm. So if the emperor is considered I know, I was thinking the same thing. would they be able to communicate with the emperor? My guess is probably not. And he the ecclesiarchy the ecclesiarchy <laughs> probably says like he's above the mundane communication Interactions, that yeah. you might want. Um but also like in any kind of engagement with the warp is really dangerous. Um and for most people, like nine out of ten people, it results in your insanity and death. That's nice. But the way these guys get around it is their ancestors would actually form a barrier around them and they would able they're able to tap into the warp and enter it, like communicate, draw energy from it. Cool. But without any of the danger because of these ancestors. Crazy. I, huh. I guess it could also speak and there's a lot we don't know about the warp and stuff, but because, like, when a human dies, your soul goes into the warp and probably gets, like, torn apart by demons. Yeah. Is usually what you can expect. And then there's a the whole theory that, like, if you believe, have enough faith in the emperor, that the emperor actually shields you from that. So, like, theoretically, when a, a squat dies, their spirit is strong enough to subsist in the warp? So it sounds to me like they believe so hard that their ancestors are alive in this other realm that they it, manifest. it gives them the strength because isn't it like our regular belief is that the more you believe something strongly in real life, the bigger it an effect it has in the warp. So if you have all these squats believing that their ancestors are strong enough to retain their identity, maybe it just allows them all to retain their identity. 
or maybe they are speaking to someone through the warp, but it's not their ancestors. Yeah, maybe that's all demons. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just an impersonation. Uh, one of the other powers is uh, through the power of domination, they can control individuals as though they were puppets. Cool. You just overpower them with your will. Uh, just marionette with strings. Man, in World of Warcraft right now, the idea of like domination as like a force is playing a lot into the story. So like you'd be a lot of times you're dealing with abilities that like dominate you or okay. there's like I gotta show you a picture of uh Anduin. He's like the prince of Stormwind of humanity. He's got this sick new set of armor because he's being dominated by mm-hmm. Zoval. It it looks awesome. Anyways, domination <laughs> Bam. Eric wants to be dominated. Eric's really the domination Discord, right you can now. come dominate him. Go listen to Mark's new podcast exactly. and learn about all, all about <laughs> Eric's <laughs> domination. Yeah. On the pillow. <laughs> well, I'll talk about it. No, 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 no. Uh, you got to look at um, Anduin domination armor. Check that one. Let's see. Yeah, that's it. Those are some nice shoulder pads. He went from a lion boy to a skull boy. So he's oh, being yeah. dominated Whoa. by someone. Yeah. He's very cool. He he looks very, like, lich. Yeah. Cool. Maybe there's a... Well, yeah, the idea is that the lich king's power actually comes from this guy. So we're learning a lot. Anyways, this is not a World of Warcraft <laughs> This is for Eric's podcast. World of Warcraft podcast. Yeah, World of Lorecraft. Warcraft. <laughs> TM. We're starting it. You started it right here, right now. Uh, see, even the latest patch is even called Chains of Domination. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Anyways, really that domination stuff. Back to <laughs> what are we talking about? Forty uh, k. The uh, powers of the uh, ancestors. That's lords. right. That's right. Um, Another cool topic. Amongst their powers of domination, uh, their their forced domes could be used to protect people or trap them. I like that dual use. You can. So that's like they're taking that same souls or whatever that protects them in the warp but now they're kind of bringing it into reality i was thinking about that myself um i think it could be either Mm -hmm. they could be using that barrier and like moving that barrier Mm -hmm. to someone else to cause them to stay or protect them but it also could just be like a standard run-of-the-mill warp energy yeah exactly i couldn't i couldn't nail down which one it was Mm -hmm. uh another one could be they could channel the power of the warp into a hammer of fury which is a supernaturally strengthening, which would supernaturally strengthen their already powerful blows. Nice. That's pretty classic warp yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one is exhibiting their power uh, is their mental fortress, which they would, uh, which they use to protect themselves from all manner of psychic assault. I think Ooh. there's a lot of protection, a lot of barriers they use. Like yeah. that's kind of their their thing. Even in like fantasy settings doors typically have like a certain resistance to magic so that's kind of like translated there hmm. very cool yeah. Yeah. in certain fantasy I, settings i thought it was very thematic really yeah um, i really liked the hammer of fury you know they're digging they show the youngsters how the digging is really done yeah. by just breaking like massive <laughs> just... amounts of wall with their fists yeah. maybe even just like now that's this is mine, how you mine. <laughs> do it this way son and then they quaff some alcohol yeah. <laughs> very cool yeah. Um, Ancestor Lords, that's cool. They get older. They get psychic power, powers that say they get older. Yeah, and they become venerated members of the entire squat society. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Up next, we're going to talk about a couple characters that we like. There wasn't really that many characters. Um, the one I chose is Grom Bringdal. And um, 
Grombringle, the white dwarf, is a squat that has lined himself with the Mechanicum and serves him as a Magos. He has been blessed with the highest quality augments, including <laughs> a glorious beard full of mechandendrites and data tethers. <laughs> That's cool. Did he uh, replace his beard? Half and half. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and wields an appropriately sized Omnisaya axe. Uh, but it's just kind of cool. Like, uh, even though they're their own separate empire, there's still examples of dwarves even, or squats even, like, really intrigating themselves into other like the Mechanicum or the Imperium, yeah. like you might find a squat on some really high up seats somewhere. Um, they do that. A rogue trader. I want to see a rogue trader squat. Rogue trader squat. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's enough rogue traders out there. Why can't one be a squat, you know? Yeah. Crumbrindle too. They, I think GW made a model, a Christmas special model. For him. Yeah, like he's the white dwarf. Like they make him in a bunch of different models. Mm, so like this is yeah, just... but this is like his 40K version. So he is version. the yeah. white dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he has a fantasy depiction too mm. and like... But, yeah, if you want to see what he actually looks like, I believe there's a model somewhere out there. Very Santa Claus. Grom Brindle. Yeah, there he is. He yeah, brings there. presents to the children. He has a grot, too, that he uh, basically <laughs> turned into a little... Servitor? servitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like all that remains is this, is this head. <laughs> Everything else has been replaced. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, half hilarious. mustache, half mechandendrite beard. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> I just can imagine it all tinkling when he walks. Like, oh, yeah. All the metal oh, yeah. clacking together. Very dark. Oh, where'd I put that down to tether having to reach in there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my guy was... Oh, sorry. Are you done, Marcus? Uh, that was all. Okay. Uh, my guy was Grendel Grendelson. You might recognize him from Necromunda. He's like the latest in school. <laughs> 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 this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, like the latest, I think, in squat model that has come out. Um, um, no? No, there's one other guy from Necromunda who's like a ammo. Oh, yeah, Jack. Okay. Is but, this a kill team or is this... Um, it's Necromunda. And so he actually was part of a squat like banner company. And he was the banner Jarl in the Vega, Mo- Vega Rams mercenary company. Um he came to Necromunda as part of the Honor Guard for a rogue trader, Constant Garrett. Um, and, you know, classic, going through some kind of fighting or whatever. Um, there was like a... What do they call nukes? Nuclear weapons? <laughs> I, I feel like they call them something... Atomic like weapons or whatever. Okay. So like some atomic weapon was like detonated close to him and someone else. And then he actually used the empty position. Oh, is that the new guy? Yeah. Ah, okay. Does he have a name? Yeah, he does. I forget what it's called. Yeah. But Reg, Regnier. Regnier Gunstein. Gunstein. <laughs> Gunstein. Yeah, so, like, there was a, an atomic charge that someone planted uh, near his the, his detail, protection detail, and, you know, a lot of good men were lost that day. But it opened up the way for Grendel Grenison to be... Um, get some promotions and now he's actually a sanctioned bounty hunter and is willing to give his uh services for anyone who is paying and so necromunda apparently right now is very profitable cool for grendel grendelson that's where he's hanging out he's Mm -hmm. got this sweet fucking like oh that's not him but that (laughs) other guy has a sweet arm bionic arm oh the ragnir gunstein gunstein yeah and a nice hair mohawk (laughs) good beard too great beard Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, those are the two characters we found. There's a couple others, but they literally just had like one line type. I'm going to be right back. Okay. 
Uh, should we continue on? Keep going. And in fact, maybe do Patreons. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to us while recording. <laughs> Eric just walked out. <laughs> He's not coming back. You know uh, okay, that, right? well, the, we're going to get into our Tales of Warp, but I guess I'm just going to read out Patreon supporters while we wait for Eric to get back in. So thank you, everyone, who has supported us uh, this last round or whatever. Um, we really appreciate the support. Uh, dollar a month goes a long way, so go check that out on Patreon. You can watch us live on video. Not live, but you can watch on video. So I'm going to read some names. Cammy, Ryan, Abel, uh, Diggery Doo Doom Rider, Effigilu, these albino broccoli, that's kind of a word. Uh, Carpelli Kellogg, Ogden, Vahlok, Sandu, Yero, Selas the Whisperer, Mark the Space Wolf, Balassi, Drew, Primark Daka, uh, Ellie, Rackin, Bruce. Lucius Jr. I, I can't read any of your names. This is Eric's job. Aiden <laughs> as well. Sean. We also had Spicy Panda. Daniel Thought Thomas. Uh, Sam. We got Tom, another Thomas. And Cole. So thank you all so much for supporting our Patreon. It really does help a lot. Um, and yeah, go check it out. It's cool. Whatever. Eric's back in here. We didn't know what to do, Eric. We panicked. What, panicked? I was like, without the podcast host here, it, it was <laughs> fucking weird. Started going on a tangent about yeah. knows what. Okay. Sounds uh, like you made it, though. So. We made it. Yeah, that was perfect. So let's get into the Tales of the Warp. Um, okay. Do we want to go over? Yeah, we'll go over this first, I guess. Um, I was able to create some lore that I want to share with you guys. Uh, my lore is called, it's for squats. It's called the Iridium Rock, uh, and I'm just going to read this. So this is your own squat company, Stronghold? Yeah, this is like a squat kill team that I wrote the lore for. Um, you're, you're, you'll get the kind of vibe of it as we go through. Excellent. Um, so I, I wrote this as like kind of like a pamphlet that you know, you'd know you see posted on the Underhive. It's supposed to be like this like – An advert. Post, an advert, a poster type thing. So you see this big font, and it says, What is the Iridium Rock? Greetings, and glad to see that you have an interest in acquiring a job in the criminal justice and correction systems. Here at the Iridium Rock, we believe in preserving the rulings of the law by keeping the squat's most dangerous criminals contained and away from decent society. The Rock is a marvel of squat ingenuity and engineering, capable of housing 500 staff and 10,000 prisoners. Attached warp-capable engines to a hollowed-out asteroid composed of 99% Iridium our prison is state-of-the-art. The keep is the, sa- is the staff half of the complex, which includes living quarters, dining halls, with stout on tap, algae stout, of course, exercise and training rooms, and an armory. While those convicted are secure in the dungeon, the detention half of the complex, our role is to uphold the court and to make sure that each life sentence is carried out. Our task may be lengthy and arduous, but justice never sleeps. History. The Rock's history isn't as long as the task before us. Being founded in late M41, only a decade before the devastating extinction of the squat homeworlds, even with our race scattered, justice must be served. Without the resources lost, uh, without the resources lost with the homeworlds, home our duty has become more challenging. Now, in order to fund the Rock, management has determined that mineral acquisition and exchanging is the best course of actions to make ends meet. The galaxy is a big place, and thankfully a warp-capable Space Hulk allows us to search far and wide for the rarest resources. 
Prisoners are selected to accompany a small team of Iridium Guard. The Iridium Guard will protect and watch the prisoners as they labor away at their task of digging and mining. The Iridium Guard. Our officers, the Iridium Guard, are equipped with all the necessary tools needed to accomplish their job, from heavy-duty power armor to protect themselves from harm, as well as deadly weaponry needed to prevent more dangerous riots from occurring. After one-year training program, you will be efficient in all manner of prisoner management, self-defense, and aggressive action skills needed not only to survive, but thrive on the rock. Requirements. A physical and mental aptitude test. Must respond well under high stress. Must be ready and able to kill. Benefits. Room and board. Danger pay. Full health benefit. (laughs) Unique lifestyle and experience. Contribute to the good of society. Uh, Prisoners. Never forget that the prisoners are not your friends or even co-workers. They are the most dangerous criminals and never turn your back on them. Even the prisoners or stoners that are willing to go on mining expeditions are waiting for the opportunity to turn on you and escape. While on the rock, the prisoners are kept in one of four wings, cramped hallways lined with cells, branching out in all directions. With gravity modulators, any attempt at escape will easily be crushed. You will, you will also be happy to know that only one prisoner has ever escaped, tunneling out of his cell and into the cold void of space. He did not survive. And then there's a little asterisk for danger pay. Danger pay is for extremely unsafe and occasional deadly uh, workplace situations, including alcohol poisoning, riots, prison escapes, raiders, unsafe environmental factors, and firefights, etc. Alcohol poisoning is the first one listed. <laughs> it's, it's a tough gig. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the lore for like my kill team that I did. Basically, yeah, it's just a couple prisoners and prison guards that go out and go mining. But the whole thing is like these dwarves, some of them are th- serving like 300 year long life sentences. And they're like, we're going to make sure you serve this out. We're yeah. going to do whatever it takes. So, so right now they're recruiting more guards because yeah, they're looking for people to help bring justice so the court system that set all these sentences yeah. does that still exist no like that that would have been destroyed with the destruction of the home world they were put all like these you know 10,500 so like, people were put on this rock this is like their honor in keeping this agreement yeah going that they had even made. after the death yeah, of the they're people like that you know what it. they yeah. won't even know if we decide not to do it yep. but it's our duty yep. to yep. like honor this agreement yeah very cool um, it was fun naming some of the uh, weapons uh, and just coming up with kind of how the weapons would make sense for guards to have. Uh, like you don't have a prison guard with a with a rocket launcher, but I was able to like kind of give my prison guards like high powered taser spears or like the grenade launchers are kind of deadly. But well, you can just you can put. Like Different bean rounds bags in, in yeah. exactly. For... They're, they're versatile. Yeah, you can put your gas, or you could put your riot buster rounds in, which are actually killers. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Prisoners don't have a lot of rights. <laughs> well, not these ones, definitely. Yeah. And like you know, all of them they carry like little power gavels into into a battle with them, and you know, there's all those a symbol kind of, of little, justice. Yeah. Hammers. Um, Hammers of fury. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the lore that I was kind of working on. Now you have played a couple games with yeah. these guys right i yeah. feel like i watched you play games with uh, against james and he was doing his death guard or something. yeah yeah i've played a couple yeah I, I run these guys as death guard um right 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 uh, but yeah they've, they've been fun to play like i have some terminators that are like i use mantic miniatures models 
the they're they're uh I forget what they're called. They're Forge Fathers. Forge Fathers. Yeah. And they have a bunch of great the Space Dwarves. Yeah. Great. Yeah. They have a space great dwarves. range. They even have some new ones. I'm looking at them right now. And they have some new ones that have come out. <laughs> oh, nice. Now I'm Are like, you going to buy them? Yeah. Well, now after this episode, I'm like, well, I got to buy something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll post up the pictures of this kill team on our Discord if you want to go check it out. But yeah, that's the lore. It's just pretty simple. It's just a bunch of dwarves making sure that they fulfill their duty of making sure these people serve their life sentence. What a cool way to show people that even for a race that is extinct and doesn't exist, you can still find a place for them in 40K. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be this huge, you know, 10,000 strong settlement that's, you know, just this A ship of boys or a a ship of boys that have a very specific objective. And, you know, after all these prisoners serve their life sentence, the the Iridium Rock will disband. Like, they're not taking on new prisoners. Right, because there's no court system anymore. to do it. But But they're finishing what they had started. Yeah. Yeah. So how many prisoners are actually in there right now? Ooh, casualties have been high. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's got a little, like, list. (laughs) On the mining exercises. Once you hit so many games, you have to, like, actually not play with them anymore because you're done. Yeah, destroy the models. Ten thousand deaths (laughs) in kill team. Wow, we'll get there. That's the goal. (laughs) Prisoner reform. It is cool that, uh, yeah, that you can. I lost my train of thought completely. Just it is cool though. I agree. (laughs) Now let's go around the table and critique it. (laughs) Jokes on you. This is a listener lore, and Mark (laughs) is now. (laughs) Cool. Um. Okay, so we got some other Tales of the Warp questions here. And uh, uh, there's even some Discord questions we'll get to. Uh, are you happy with what happened with the squats? Do we want to go around the table? Do you like that they got squatted? Uh, I hate that that's a term. Yeah. That <laughs> it's like a term for things Games Workshop tries to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so previously to this episode, I would have said I don't care. Sure. Um, but now that I feel much more invested in what it is to be a squad. You like, see some of the themes that come I through. I miss this. Yeah. This should have been a thing. Like, how cool would this have been to, like, played on the table? Top? Yeah. That would have been awesome to see. It's like, they're still human, so um, you don't have to be a filthy Xenos player, <laughs> you know? Which is nice, yeah. But they're not they're not really like an integrated part of the Imperium, so you can have a little more freedom that way. Or you don't have to feel like you're, you're playing not stuck this with dogmatic, the, yeah. religious, zealous organization. Mm-hmm. You can focus on other things. So, like your glorious beard growing. Absolutely, you know the important things of life. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine all like the sweet models that GW oh. could make out of this. Yeah, even just seeing it, these guys you know, like. Yeah, I think the I think it's cool that like the Squat Empire got demolished, but like if they like you know if there was a revival, right, of you know just a, a resurgence, but it wouldn't just be squats; it'd be like all kind of the other low lifes of the empire, like hmm. rogue traders or you know. He just wants to make Cormorop Imperium, <laughs> or like Necromudo. Mark is not like, or, in an army. Paul is not allowed. He's no just looking idea. for ways to convert. I think it'd be cool. It'd be all cool the models, to bring a Squat <laughs> army back on the field. Yeah. Do you have any squats in your your Imperial Navy army? No, I did. Um, I bought a bunch of uh, ratlings. Okay, and but they were like the pewter kind, and I tried to make them into squats, but I just I just wrecked it because <laughs> you can't. You can't I mean, just, just wrecked pewter. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's that face is squished. That's not gonna. Yeah, happen. I've so heard. I tried, I've heard but... that you can shave pewter. It's not true. Yeah. No, no, that was a lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> But I would love to field a, a squat army. That would be sweet. And 
yeah. do something with that. I think my vote would be I'd like to see him come back somehow. Yeah. Who who um, would say no to that? Come yeah. on. Uh, there's Christian. <laughs> so, okay. I Yeah, especially after this episode, I'm already shopping for models. So that's, <laughs> that's the first thing. So, yes, I like them. And, yes, like I'm I'm invested as well. I will say I'm a little uncomfortable with the relationship with the Imperium. It just, to me personally, doesn't feel right that they are allowed to have so much autonomy. Well, if it makes you feel any better, what I read is that by M36, most had abandoned their loyalties and ties to the Imperium. And now they were kind of their own thing. So I think that if ever there was a stronghold surviving, it's pretty equal chance whether it's aligned with the Imperium or not aligned with the Imperium. Okay. So that that opens up for more storytelling options and stuff, which I would enjoy more. Yeah. Well, like even if they did come back, like it's their empire is gone. It would be a whole new bunch of squats that might be a whole new other empire. So they might have a different relationship yeah dynamic and, and that's, i think you could write anything you wanted yeah. that is outside of whatever the, games workshop says is the right way to the do it the grudge is like no that's wrong gr- <laughs> they turn on the imperium now because they're like where were you when we were when destroyed we were devoured yeah, yeah, that would be crazy so yeah, here, so hear me out they're like super yeah. i like where this is going because yeah. i was already thinking about how to bring him back yeah. <laughs> there's a whole fantasy story about Dwarves reclaiming a homeland, <laughs> ah, led by a certain uh, the mines of Moria. No, well, that, well, that too, also but... happens. <laughs> this seems to be a repetitive theme. Things, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, Thorin, like re, you know, going back to the abandoned kingdom and stuff. So in I theory, guess that is just right up GW's copyright line. Like that's yeah, just right just enough shy that they of can steal. <laughs> Yeah, with, which yeah. seems to be something the that majority, they enjoyed doing. The majority of the story is already there. <laughs> yeah, you don't have you to try gotta, very hard. Change some names. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, like you could have this whole like, you know, Lost King type story that's like, I'm going back to where we, you know, to that area. And we're going to reclaim it. the squats, squats from, from the across the galaxy. galaxy. Yeah. And so like, Simple I know you were there. saying there aren't enough out there, but we don't know. There's no hard numbers, it would right? Be it's very true. easy to say that now there is enough out there. Exactly. And be like, yeah. you know what? If like, there's one per star... That's, that's a lot of a lot of squads. Yeah. and there's at least two squats. on Necromunda, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's plenty. So yeah, you could have a whole like, and that could be its own narrative, like which is super cool. It's like the rebuilding and like the return yeah. and like, yeah, there's so much. There's you a could whole do. narrative. Yeah, yeah. and then like you said, I love that. Like, oh, and now we're pissed. Like yeah. we're pissed at the Empire for for leaving us hanging. So yeah, they're coming back with the vengeance. That's cool. I could see it. I could see it. It's very squats too. Forty k Boogaloo. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're not big enough to be a threat to the Imperium. Is that a short joke, Eric? Is that a Tau joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's all of it. I don't know. All right. Question, how many squats does it take to slap an elder in the face, like stacked on top of each other's shoulders? Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> would an elder Next die- question. <laughs> would an elder die side by side with a squat? As friends. What about side by? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> you got me. That's when they have they bring a box. <laughs> Insert many other me. Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, <laughs> this is a good question. Why did DW ax them, and why are they better with the Demiurg? Um, I I don't work for GW. We don't know, but from what There's I've read, from what I've heard, it sounds like GW just when they originally had them, they weren't happy with the direction. Like they. They, they felt too much like dwarves. Yeah, in and they space. they were talking how they like they they just couldn't give it a forty k unique spin, so they just kind of put it to the side. Which I don't know. I and read then you this... have Necron that are space Egyptians, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, they've completely changed that, right? Because they're not that anymore. So I don't know. I like I read this and I get forty k yeah. out of this, and it is very different. But like, 
how can you say that the Tau is 40k and like their bright hope for the future and their like desire to do good and then you look at these guys and you're like no they're too good maybe to be 40k because they care about each other mm-hmm. i don't know there's a place in 40k for everything yeah so yeah it's it's too bad that they got axed but yeah mm-hmm. and like you said like to just confirm like from what I read and from people who, mm. like, and this is, like, internet rumors, right? Like, yeah. who knows whoever posting this, yeah. but claims that they used to work for GW back then, and that's exactly it. Like, they just couldn't find a way to mesh what the squads were becoming. Yeah. Sounds like. They you know, sounds like they didn't have me on the writing staff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like. For real. Thor and Oak and Shield. I mean, Boren <laughs> Wood <Metal> Shield. shield. <laughs> Broken Shield. <laughs> Who had better technology, the Imperium or the Squats? I think we talked about that. The Squats had kind of a better overall technology. They're more willing to work yeah. with it. I think it was safer. I think it was more capable. They had a better understanding and a better embrace of technology. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the Imperium is just based on fear, right? Dogma. Like, oh, we understand. We know how this works, so we don't need to fear it. We just share it. <laughs> what is the difference between squats and rattlings? Um, so the, we'll just start with the fantasy comparison. You got hobbits, which are rattlings, squats with the dwarves. So rattlings in 40K, they're just another type of ab human that are short hobbit-like folk. Um, Hairy feet. Yeah, they've never had their own empire or anything. But yeah, that's kind of the difference. Squats are dwarves. Rattlings are hobbits. Well, I'll be on the rattling episode. I'll tell you that. I refuse to do a rattling. <laughs> yeah. Is there enough information for a no. rattling? You episode? were on the only rattling episode when we did we that, did that human, human one, like yeah. like years ago. I'm just wondering, <laughs> yeah, if they're like are rattlings maybe a subdivision of squats. I think rattlings and developed in ships. They come yeah, from I'm not like too sure. it's been a while since ships holes and they're. Are gross. you thinking of rat men? And not ratlings. <laughs> Very He's just possible. thinking of rats. Yeah, <laughs> dumb rats. Um, yeah, like they're their own little. They're called the Homo sapien minimus. <laughs> <laughs> Any smaller, and you don't exist. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I'm just pulling up the next right. question here. Uh, did the Imperium accept or revile the squats? I think we kind of answered that. Was the Emperor really three squats in a trench coat with excellent <laughs> PR? <laughs> the rumors are true. <laughs> um, what's with squats and their biker theme? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think that was one of the reasons they got dropped was so they had a biker theme that they just couldn't make 40K enough, hmm. which again is odd looking back on it now saying like yeah bikers are totally 40k you know when you think of it it seems like orcs like at least certain tribes of orcs they took on that biker that biker vibe even space marines so there's a lot of like a lot of other traits that could have been like attributed to squats that other races, races kind of other, filled yeah, that niche and other... it's even possible that if you factor in like tabletop rules too they're like we don't know where this fits rules wise yeah like too. they play too much like imperial yeah guard. exactly like, like, what's the difference yeah what's the flavor sure. for them and then there's yeah. a business that is like why invest all this like money and resources into developing and this is back when gw wasn't like as massive as they are today you got to think like okay well if we're not going to make the sales on this because this niche is filled by all these other factions why why produce it, right? Right. Yeah. So. I think that was a thing with, uh, I think it was, uh, oh, I don't want to dig up old bones, but female space marines that they dropped it because people weren't buying the blisters that had um, like road trader space, female space even, marines. No, because even back then, like one, the concept of space marines weren't what they were today. And I believe that is even a myth. Those models are just, uh, I believe, either rogue traders or some kind of bounty hunters. 
Yeah. There were they but, never but, yeah but my understanding was they weren't selling as as yeah they didn't make the, the sales and that's even yeah. where it took them so long to do the sisters of battle really all comes down sisters, to the money exactly yeah. yeah but um well that's all the questions we kind of had um that were worth reading I got a discussion <laughs> someone was asking about your nothing um, <laughs> no. it was me I was asking <laughs> let's go to pillow talk okay <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 exactly so yes the squats are gone and yes we would all like to see them brought back but recently Games Workshop has given us a squat alternative known as the Demiurg sure and how do we feel about the Demiurg as replacing this dwarf-shaped hole in our hearts <laughs> in, in 40k man like after hearing like the dwarf reclaim kind of story arc if they brought dwarves back and like it's that whole i think i really like them more but like that doesn't exist so i like demiurg hey, more it exists in our hearts it exists in our hearts so for sure. a big difference between the squat and the demiurg is the demiurg are probably aligned with the Tau. Yeah, yeah, they they are definitely kind of like a mercenary race with the Tau. But another thing is cool that's cool about them, they're actually a Xenos race and they're like they're not humans at all. They're not humans yeah. at all. And I do they're... actually like that too. Yeah. And I like mm. that they look visually distinct. They don't look yeah. like just short fat humans. Uh, they're like Yeah, and the, the the demiurg they're like made of stone, like living stone almost. They don't really describe them that way, but, but they that's, look it. that's what the art looks like. Yeah. Um I don't like that for the record, but it's not like they're actually living rocks, but... Well, you don't know that. They didn't clarify. We only have a picture to go off of. Hmm, good point. Good point. <laughs> but I, th- I think I like them more. I think I like the Demiurg better. Uh, just... You like the Demiurg better than the Squats? Yeah. Is that specifically because they aren't human? Yeah, they're just a little little more alien feeling, a little more just not stereotypical... Space dwarves. Space dwarves, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, all the stuff that we talked about was sweet, but it was 100% literally just you could change sci-fi for fantasy, and the story would be the exact same right. s- story. Like, Yeah, that's not wrong. Yeah. Like, and, and I guess that that flavor can taste the same, you know? So it's not like anything new, because yeah. you move from one IP to the next, and you're like, yep, these are the elves, these are the humans, these are the dwarves. Like, yeah. we, how many comparisons did we even make about rattlings and hobbits? Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. I get that. That can, it's nice to have a different flavor in your mouth. Yeah. And and <laughs> something that is just a little further away from like the source material. Sure. Just, yeah. One Lifting. More s- yeah. I don't, I don't like think Demiurg are bad, but I would not like to see them replace squads. Oh, sure. I think they're definitely is room for everything in 40k yeah they can both um, exist yeah but and i don't i can't imagine that there's any plans to bring demiurg to the tabletop like they're stuck in yeah. battlefield gothic right now yeah they got gothic models and who knows maybe would get better like outdated tau unit yeah. but sure i would likely. not put my money <laughs> yeah. on that. right yeah if mm. if it came down to it i i think i would much rather see uh, squats on the table than mm. I would Demiurg, just because I don't really like how Games Workshop handles the Tau at sure. all. You know, <laughs> okay. if they were going to do an overhaul of Tau, I could get behind any kind of alien race that yeah, they, yeah. they join to it, but I don't like how they do it, so I don't want to see anyone else ruined <laughs> by association with, <laughs> with the, the Tau, Tau, you know? Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, anything else? If not, I have one more thing, and then we'll wrap up this episode. I just want to say there there is a chance that maybe GW would even like that they are recently referencing a lot of the more obscure in the past of 40k. Like they brought Zotes back, even which Zotes, is like crazy. Stealer cults, even yeah. Huge so resurgence. like, and and even the release of like Grendel Grendelson and the Ammo Jack Gunstein. Gunstein, yeah. Breakdown Gunstein. <laughs> yeah, like I think at. You know, hopefully it doesn't stay yeah. to these like one off releases and maybe they'll do something like maybe I like to I like to be. Optimistic. No, I agree that I would rather not them just be one off pieces. I just have no faith. Yeah. <laughs> it's a back door open for them to like. Yeah, if they want to, the they squad. could. Yeah. Like there's enough lore. Yeah, they're like, hey, they exist again. Background. Because yeah. even for a while, maybe it was debated whether they even. update even like the copyright on it and say like, hey, we still are doing this and yeah. we still own this. Yeah. So. It might yeah. just be feeler models. Like they put these. True. How, how the sales, sales are. Sales. Everyone go to Forge World right now. <laughs> <laughs> Send them a message. <laughs> Either way, GW is like very aware of their like relation with the squat like for a while there they were posting memes about squats on their like <laughs> videos and stuff I mean, like even in their articles they talk about getting squatted yeah getting yeah. squatted like next person who mentions squats has to wait another year to get them or something. <laughs> yeah. like, they're, they're very aware that yeah their thing out there yeah and, and people like uh, there's at least a, a portion a of people that yeah. are asking about them so. yeah so maybe testing the waters who knows maybe we will eventually see some stuff but would be neat. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy with anything that isn't Space Marines at yeah. this point. So. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Space Marine squats. Uh, oh, <laughs> primary <Lord>. squats. That's <laughs> They're just regular. regular <laughs> <laughs> they re-release the old Space yeah. Marines. <laughs> it's the exact same kit with a different picture on the box. <laughs> Bearded helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> I need to be in GW's marketing department. Yeah. You can really make them some money. <laughs> You want to make some motherfucking money? <laughs> okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about, I should have mentioned this at the beginning so more people would have heard it, because who's listening now? Not many people. Yeah. Uh, join our Discord server. I've said this before, but the reason this time is because Graham McNeil... Big is, news, people. Yeah, big, big news. news. Graham McNeil is going to be on our show. Um, we are going to ask him some questions submitted by you guys. So if you want to be able to submit your question to one of the three best 40K authors out there... Go submit some questions on our Discord channel. We are looking to have him on our 100th episode, which sounds like an absolutely awesome yeah. way to you know celebrate our 100th episode is with Graham McNeil. Yeah. Like that's so crazy. Yeah. Now I'm not. I don't want to jinx it, but there's another guy messaging me right now who's talking to another of the big three authors. I'm not going to say which one. But if it's not Graham McNeil, and it's, it's not Christian Dembski Bowden. <laughs> do the math. So uh, we might get him on too. We're gonna try. Guy gonna Haley. Try. <laughs> that's bottom ten. Oh. That's Matt Ward. Top, I don't know Matt that guy's Ward. <laughs> top one, yeah. <laughs> Dan Abnett. There. Uh, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, like if you guys flood his emails, just like if you keep flooding oh, Henry God. Henry Cavill's emails, we're gonna get Henry he Cavill will get on, on the show. Absolutely, like, this is the first step of our domination. Getting uh, Graham <gasps> McNeil Domin- domination, <laughs> like the Erickson for the armor of domination. Right Shall we call uh, this the sanctum of domination? <laughs> I don't, yeah okay. Can we set up like a thing to tie people and whip them? Excellent. <laughs> So, Graham McNeil, you get to look forward to get, coming to our studio and getting tied and whipped. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he's into. Yeah. Like he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have agreed if he. He did write the Fulgrim book. So. 
Yeah, very cool. I'm super excited. Go submit your questions. Um, that was an episode. Squats, man. I loved it. That was an awesome episode. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Christian, for joining us. Unfortunately, it is your last episode, um, but it was a good one to end on, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to get squatted now. Yeah. <laughs> Womp. I Womp. Uh, Paul, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. We'll have to have you on more often now that your Man. your hair is long again so we can stand to look at you. Um, <laughs> His timer is reset, so you'll be on the next, like, 100. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, yeah. The cycle has begun again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess, uh, any ideas of what's going to be our 96th episode, Mark? Uh, people are yelling at me about Tau Force Fear. Oh, my but, God. Uh, <laughs> shoot me now. <laughs> Uh, but it'll be a Xenos. It'll be either Tau, Orc, Necron, or Tyranid. So a lot of options out a there. A lot of, lot of yeah. little... Just message me. Tell me what you want. Go on our Discord and in the episode discussion. Tell us what you want to hear. It's got to be Xenos, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care if you want to hear about Imperial Fist. I don't fucking care. It's not happening. <laughs> Go listen to another podcast. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> but Black- Eventually it'll happen. Maybe maybe a hundred episode. That's but, but, how you get him to stay. Black Gap Templars are coming out. You have to. Re- we already we did. just did a no, Black Templar. No, you got to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm out. End this podcast right now. I'm out. <laughs> well, thank you guys for uh, joining us today. Thank you to our listeners for listening to us. And I guess we'll see you all on our next episode. Yeah, thanks a lot. Join our Patreon. Thank you. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.